May the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be always acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Good morning. It's a dangerous thing to put an old preacher into a pulpit after the events of these last two weeks. So, what can I say? I, can, I only have permission for this. Marriage equality. The election of the first African-American presiding bishop in the Episcopal Church. And as someone from the South, it seems that finally, finally we are ready to deal with our past. And so, that's it. I can't say anything else about these things. It's really hard. The second thing I've had to avoid is giving you the chronological history of my life with Veronica. And it's tough here. Um, I actually have in front of me the sermon I preached on June 1993 at her ordination. Would you like to hear it? And then I have the sermon I preached on the ordination of the deacons four days before the fire, a big day for us. And then I have my original manuscript. (laughs) Time, time, time. There are all kinds of time. There is time to get up in the morning and a time to go to bed, time to go to work, time to go to school, time to play. There is time to say hello and time to say goodbye. Some people say that time is in a line. I wonder what that might look like. Time in a line. So let's see. Here's the beginning. It's the newest part. It is just being born. It is brand new. But look, it's getting old. The part that was new is now getting old. I wonder how long it goes. Does it go on forever? Will there ever be an ending? It ended. The beginning that was so new at the beginning is now old. The ending is the new part now. We have a beginning that is old and an ending that is new. We have a beginning that is like an ending and an ending that is like the beginning. And the church, the church decided that they would tie Time, so that the ending would be like the beginning, and the beginning was like the ending, so that we would always remember that for every ending 
there is a beginning, and every beginning there is an ending. Today, we are here to tell a story. It is a story of beginnings and endings. Some of you were not even born when this story began. Others were here long before the story started. There are many stories to be told. Each of you holds a story, a story of your experience with this woman. I hope today you will remember your part of the story, even if this is your first time here. It's time to begin. Many years ago, there was a young woman. She was looking for a place, a special place. She was seeking a quiet place to sit and reflect. On her lunch break, and with a need for silence and solitude, she found herself here, outside these doors. She reached to open and found the door was indeed open. There was a priest, and the young woman asked if she might come in, and he said, Yes, the door is open. It's open for everyone. Little did she know that when she crossed that threshold, her life would never be the same. That's the thing about time. It's not always about counting. Sometimes it's about paying attention. A threshold is a sacred thing. We stand at the threshold of these great doors, and we should pause. We should take off our shoes, for we are leaving the outer world and preparing to engage the inner, the invisible and mystical realm, a place set apart, holy and blessed. Mostly we miss this moment. We are rushing in a hurry, running late, and the service must start on time. Like the trains, there is no time to pause, to pay homage to the threshold moment, to show reverence for the handling of space and time. Little did she know on that day, as she paused at the threshold, that she would become a passageway for others, a living sign of the call of Jesus to come and to go, an invitation to breathe, a reminder to wait, to pause, a threshold prepared to hold two realities at once, light and darkness, life and death, joy and sadness, good and evil, strong and weak the known and the unknown. She was willing. She was willing to hold this space for us, a lintel holding the space open, a passage opened wide, a thin place where true holiness resides. And there you thought it was just the narthex where the ushers 
hand out bulletins. That threshold was the beginning. On our behalf, she was willing to stand in the breach, in the tension of in-between, in the paradox of in and out, a place of transition easily overlooked, yet perhaps the most sacred place of all. For it is not a place of power, neither the power of the outer world nor the power of ecclesiastical authority. It is a place between, a place of welcome, a place of blessing and peace, a place of grace, the kind of grace that welcomes the stranger without question and speaks in the monastic tradition the words of the porter. Deo gratias, thank God you have come. Few ever find it, for we are too busy to notice such insignificant passageways. We rush in and out, unaware that it is in the transitions, these thin places, in these places transformation comes. But not this one woman. She got it. On that day, she sought a moment to breathe, to pray. What she received was a life of ever-deepening awareness, an awareness of a world of suffering, separation, sickness, loss, grief, sorrow, but also, remarkably, a growing awareness of the means of delivering hope, compassion, gentleness, kindness, patience, and love. She became a threshold, a passage from the outer world to the inner world and back again, a graceful sign welcoming and sending in and out, coming and going, Deo gratias written on the lintel of her life. In a sense, that passage, the transition across the threshold into the cathedral, became her identity. I believe that Veronica, Deacon Veronica, is a threshold person. She is about passage. She is about opening. She is about holding in tension the emptiness, the space that reflects an invitation, that offers solitude and solace, a splendid fullness, and the ironic paradoxical identity of one shaped by openness, a complete human being, who rather than being full of herself has become a passageway, a threshold, a door, a thin place, an invitation to come in. To come in not so that you might notice her or admire her, but instead that you might receive new life that you might know that you are welcome and beloved and part of a community. And then, in the wonder, economy, and irony of God's mercy, she is also the passageway back out into the world. Go, she proclaims. Go forth. Go in peace. Get out of here. Alleluia. Alleluia. She sends us out. In the end, 
If I were to find one single word that catches the sense of threshold, opening up what is new and unknown, it would be transformation. To watch Veronica is to see a human being so touched by grace that she has become grace. The young woman at the threshold becomes the very passage she seeks, a way to holiness. And as she writes at the end of every email, tout est grâce, all is grace. Esther Duvall wrote these words, The most profound threshold remains that between the inner and the outer, between going deeper into the interior self and emerging to meet the world beyond self without protective defenses, as friend, not as foe. In this place where the inner and the outer world meets, I ask, how do I hold this together? How do I make this a creative encounter? How do I stop myself from being pulled in one direction or the other? The answer is this. I pause. I pause to see the beauty of that rhythm, the coming together of the inner and the outer world. And pause is to see the woman we honor today. From this day on, I commend to you the practice of the pause at the threshold. For it is in these liminal moments, these times between times, that God acts, that Jesus saves. We hear in Mark's Gospel two stories about women. These stories are offered in the way of Mark as a kind of sandwich. The bread is the story of the 12-year-old daughter of Jairus, an elder of the synagogue. Her story is sandwiched around the filling of the story of the woman with an issue of blood a woman separated from her community for 12 years. She was unclean. The girl is on the threshold of life and death. The woman finds herself neither in or out of the world, a social outcast, a living death. Both are impure. To touch or be touched by one who is impure was to be made impure in that culture. Yet this never gets in the way of Jesus acting Jesus is the passageway, the door, the threshold to new life, life in the realm of God, and nothing will block the radiant energy of his love. In this liminal space between life and death, healing comes. Healing comes to both women. These were difficult moments for the disciples of Jesus, confusing and challenging. They've just survived the storm on the lake, and now in the crush of the crowds, the cry of Jairus and the touch of this woman, he's putting everything at risk. Rather than seizing the moment for himself, for adulation and praise, he stands at the threshold of suffering. He touches the marginalized and the powerless, and they live. That work that life, that threshold, becomes eventually the source of his death for exposing the debt, decay, and corruption of the powers that be. He is hung on the very symbol of transition, that lintel. He carries that and is lifted up in the breach between life and death. 
he offers his life for ours. Beloved friends, I am asking you all today to consider a call to such a life. Are you willing to stand in the breach, to stand at the margins, the transitions, to be at the threshold of life and death, light and darkness, freedom and captivity, the known and the unknown? To do so is to empty oneself, to be hollowed out for the sake of others. Jesus has shown us the way through the door. Veronica has served on our behalf as one at the threshold. And now we are being called out as witnesses of a life that is lived in between, a life opened up for the sake of others who come seeking an open door, a threshold that welcomes all, a lintel that supports the passage. Come in. Everyone is welcome. This call is not limited or confined to this place. It is our vocation, our life's vocation. For we are the people who reside between heaven and earth. We live in the liminal spaces and we welcome the stranger. Deo gratias. The door is open and everyone is welcome. Veronica. Come here. Come here. Kathleen, come here. Stand where I can see you. <laughs> see, she's always working, cleaning up after me. Veronica, my dear friend, early on, you championed the rights of those considered unclean, untouchable during those first days of the AIDS epidemic. You and Kathleen stood in the breach, crossed that threshold unafraid. You are living reminders, icons for each of us. What marks this cathedral is not the beauty of this space, the glorious windows, the spectacular music, or even the fantastic deans. What marks this cathedral is a legacy of threshold people proclaiming through word and deed, Deo Grazia, thank God you have come. One last image for you all, this one imprinted on my heart. Each year on Good Friday, you cross the threshold. You cross the threshold shouldering the cross of Jesus, and you walk down that aisle in a state of profound emptiness and dignity, and we weep. You are a threshold person, and now it is time for you to cross. Cross the threshold once more. Remember that in our endings, are our beginnings, and in our beginnings are our endings, a new beginning. You are being sent out, sent out into the world once again. We'll pause at the threshold and offer a blessing, sending you out. 
You've preached the gospel. No words are even necessary. Deo gratias. Thank God you have come among us and served. Amen.